because I uploaded them all yesterday. Well, you know, you know what I always say, John. You're listening. Oh, then you don't to... need to say it. Well, I mean, I do because it's the opening of our fucking oh, podcast, okay, isn't okay, it? Okay. I thought that was the joke. Okay. Sorry. You're listening to being Jim Davis. Fat cat, dumb dog, weird guy, cute kitten, <laughs> hot nurse, stupid waitress. One of them murdered Garfield. Who was it? Who? My name is Christopher Winner, and I'm Jim Davis. <laughs> my name is Jonathan Gibson, and I'm Jim Davis. I couldn't. Say, I couldn't even just hearing myself sing that. It was too much for me. I, uh, Jonathan, today's Tuesday, December twentieth, nineteen eighty-three. The big reveal is Garfield is very much alive. That is the reveal. Uh, today we're reading the 2011th ever Garfield strip. Jonathan, 2011, famously a number that exists in the universe. What happens in today's Garfield? Some might say infamously, Chris. Uh, in I guess it Garfield, depends on if you're a realist or an idealist or what, but, you know. Depends on if you're going with the A theory or the B theory of time. Mm, yeah, well, you know which 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 version of number theory do you do you uh, agree? Uh, Chris, with? in today's strip, oh, it's still going. I guess this is a theme week. That explains why it's still five days before Christmas. I did actually, you know, when I first saw that this was a Christmas strip, yeah, there was a little bit of me that was like, we must have the date wrong because I can't believe it's yeah. Christmas again in Garfield. It's Christmas in Muncie, baby. You yeah. know that famous song, Christmas in Ren- Muncie? It goes a little something like this. John will sing it. And then you, you punch it in mm. in post. Millicent, punch it in right there. Punch yeah. it in, All right, Millicent. so the, the, the visit from St. Nick continues unabated. Sure. There's no abatement anywhere to be found Listeners, in today's episode. If you were to, we told you yesterday, nothing's fucking abating this week. <laughs> yes. Um, Odie is or Garfield has gotten out of bed. It's the same bed from yesterday. I'm not going to describe it again. Uh-huh. Uh, and the bit of the the bit of the poem about the sash is is there. And then Garfield is sitting, standing there at the window, pondering, mm-hmm. "What's a sash?" I remember this from my childhood. I remember that line. Remember Garfield wondering what the sash was. Yeah. And you I know, think this, this would, I'd like this better if he were like continuing to wonder about the sash in each subsequent panel. Like, no, really, what, what am I supposed to throw up? You know, what if he's thinking like somebody stole our fucking sash? Where's my <laughs> yeah. sash gone? Yeah. Yeah. Little help, you know? Yeah. Uh, Jonathan, if I'm being honest, I'm still not totally clear on what a sash is when it's in relation to a window. It's the part of the window that goes up, if it's that kind of window, isn't it? Oh, so like when you open a window, like like pushing it up, yeah. that's the bottom part is the sash? Yeah. Really? I had no idea. I think. I guess. I had no idea. I guess, gonna, guess I'm going to look it up. Jonathan, while you're looking it up, as you know very well, the authorship of A Visit from St. Nicholas is maybe disputed, whatever, is credited to Clement Clark Moore. Under what circumstances do you think Clement Clark Moore is said to have composed uh, the poem "A Visit from Saint Nicholas"? I'm going to give you three choices, and you got you try and guess what it oh, is. Oh my God! Okay, it's a fun it's a fun quiz. 
choice A, he composed a, a visit to St. Nicholas on a snowy winter's day during a shopping trip on a sleigh. Uh, choice B, he composed a visit to, from St. Nicholas on a week-long cocaine-fueled bender in Acapulco. Or letter C, uh, it was just written by an intern at Paws Incorporated. Um, Clement Moore, Clark Moore just signed his name on the bottom. Definitely the latter. That's right. Uh, so Sash is uh, like the name for the part that moves, huh. basically. This, okay, this makes no sense to me. Okay. This, may, this next part. It says, his inter is Clement Clark Moore again. Repute, self-described author of a visit from St. Nicholas. Uh, his inspiration for the character of St. Nicholas was a local Dutch handyman, as well as the historic St. Nicholas. Wasn't his inspiration Santa Claus? Seems like it would have been Santa Claus who inspired No, it's Saint, him. Saint Nick is who it's about. It's about Santa Claus. No, it's about Saint Nick to visit. I say Santa Claus. Saint Nick. It doesn't matter. You know there are three Santa Clauses in Slovenia or wherever. No. There's like a communist or, or one. wherever. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't know. It might be Slovakia. I don't remember. Look sure. it up, listeners. It's on an episode of uh, 199% Invisible. It's fascinating. There's like a communist Santa Claus and a regular Santa Claus. And okay. Like a nationalist Santa Claus. So, uh, miniature sleigh, eight tiny reindeer. Yeah, that's happening. Yeah, Garfield's at the windowsill. He's thinking they is look he bigger on... Wise? You know he is, Chris. Why would you, why would yeah. you ask me that? He's, he's thinking they look bigger on television. And then there's the next part, and it's again an exterior shot where like we're outside the window looking. Oh, in. you were doing okay. That was foreshadowing. Okay. What? Like the poem is like I knew in a moment it must be Saint Nick, and Garfield thinks, or maybe Santa Santa Claus. Although I he mean, says Santa, not Santa. I honestly had not read that far. Really? If I'm being honest, no, I was not doing foreshadowing. I was just doing a dumb joke. Wow. Okay. Yeah, but clearly the poem, which again, the lettering is just too small for us to bother reading. And it's a lot of words, but it's clearly that part about like, it must be St. Nick. And then Garfield looks at us knowingly and thinks, or maybe Santa Claus. Fuck you, Garfield. You know who it is. It's I mean, Jesus. I don't know if there's any call for that kind of language. Anyway, you've been listening to Being Jim Davis, only cats beyond this point. Please rate, review, and subscribe, Jonathan, before we signed off. Mm, oh, is it time again? It's time again for that evergreen question. Have you seen the movie RoboCop yet? Not yet. No. Ryan Pfeiffer has sent us uh, two. We got two different. We got a backlog of RoboCop corners. No here. more close week, calls either. Week five and a week six. I think I told you last week I almost watched it. Do you want me to read these RoboCop descriptions yeah. of minutes five and six of fucking hell? Okay. Yeah, let's hear it. Ryan Pfeiffer, RoboCop Corner, week five. Yo, Christopher and Jonathan. I understand that some of the sentences in these descriptions may run on a bit, which can be confusing. <laughs> I just wanted to say this is often the result of me trying to paraphrase as much as possible. I mean, I'm not transcribing the script over here, just describing what happens. A lot of stuff happens. Ryan, you could have just said that. 
You could have just said that. Minute five, a lot of stuff happens. Done. Uh, also, last week when Stark was introduced, I don't remember who that was, it was by another officer calling his name. So that was how we knew his name. Hope that clears it up. And just to clarify, I have seen the movie RoboCop all the way through. It was just a while ago. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was going to say, it was just okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Here's how it ends. All right, here we go. Minute five. Ahem. <clears throat> The towel-clad cop interjects into the discussion, angrily suggesting that they should strike to the frustration of some of the other cops. Because unbeknownst to him, the cop behind the desk from earlier walks up behind him into the room as everyone goes silent. Murphy glances up from his locker. Slowly, the front desk cop walks up to Fredrickson's locker with a cop wearing glasses in tow, holding an evidence <laughs> bin. He slides off his nameplate, leading to disappointed looks around the room, dropping the plate into the bin he explains to everyone that the funeral is tomorrow and unlocks the locker. Murphy watches as he turns and says the department has requested all off-duty officers to attend and that they can give any donations to the family to Cecil, the glasses cop. Wait, wait. <laughs> the, the glasses, glasses cop? cop? That doesn't... That's like... A, the glasses cop is like what they call... That's one of the songs in the movie Cops. In the musical Cops which is like what T.S. Eliot wrote after the musical Cats. The glasses? What? Cecil, the glasses cop. Oh, okay. The cop who wears glasses. Uh -huh. I love singing in this episode. Yeah. Cecil begins, empty Ce Cecil begins emptying out the locker as the desk cop, who I'm just going to refer to as Reed from now on because I finally see a name tag on him, berates <laughs> them for the idea of striking, saying police officers don't strike unlike plumbers, which they are not. He Ooh. stares directly at the towel cop as he makes the point. Before calling to Murphy to join him on the front, Murphy loads his gun, grabs his vest, and closes his locker. As he does, we see a close-up of his nameplate. <laughs> Ryan doesn't specify, but presumably his nameplate says Murphy. Okay, that's another minute down and approximately right, hey, Chris, 98 can I, more to go. See Chris, you next week, Ryan. Yes. Can I do the next minute? Can I, I read the next you. minute? I would, I, would love, I would love that. I'd love to. You started doing some funny voices, and I... Uh... We love voices. <laughs> I, it's fun. I want to do. I want to do. I'm gonna forward the next one. Do you want right. to do the next one right now, or yeah. do you want to do it tomorrow? Yeah, because we, we got to catch up, right? Okay, I just emailed it to you. I just forwarded. Okay, that I'm gonna. To I'm gonna open up my my email. Uh, Robocop Corner weeks week uh, six is opening what email is my email. Millicent, just put some email music in here. Just like some open like up email. Garfield. Email. You gotta check your email to find out. Yeah. you want to shout. Garfield's all about being murdered by someone. Got a fraud alert from my my credit union. Your credit union maybe shouldn't be committing all that fraud. Yeah, I guess. I guess not. Okay. Wait, does the alert just say alert? You have committed fraud. I, I don't know. I didn't open it because I, <laughs> I got I got I got things to do. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, All right. Okay. Uh, Robocop Corner, week six. Uh, just waiting for the email to load. <clears throat> okay. Minute six. Murphy 
emerges into the main area of the police station again. Are you not even reading what? Oh, okay, he didn't really write that much. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? Sometimes, usually, the Ryan writes a little introduction. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, okay, I'll read the us, whole but thing. No, there was all right. my mistake. From I hadn't looked at Ryan Pfeiffer to I'm sorry. Robocop Summary Challenge 9920 at com. Subject Robocop Corner Week 6. Oh, hey, here's another one. Murphy emerges into the main area of the police station again. As he walks to the front, he brushes past some women. One of whom looks him over as something like, Ooh, Tiger, is ADR'd (laughs) over to make it seem as if she's catcalling him, I guess. Note, the subtitles say, Hello, Tiger, although I don't believe that's correct. (laughs) Important clarification. (laughs) In the front, two officers are having a bit of trouble bringing a man into custody. Although he is handcuffed, he still manages to push them off of him and knocks one on into a man sitting on a nearby bench it's as harder the other than it seems, officer right? it's harder it is, to read yeah, this it is harder it it's, it's actually very difficult it's a lot of uh, a lot of moving of pieces here okay as the other officer tries to subdue him from behind we see the first officer turn around from the bench and get a close-up of her determined expression She rises from the ground and does a high kick into the struggling man's shoulder before violently pushing him into a wall. Murphy watches as she punches the man three times in a row, knocking him to the ground with the force of the final blow. Reed calls to the female officer, named Lewis, telling her to come over to him when she's done fucking around with her suspect. She takes off her helmet and walks over to the front desk. As Murphy puts on his vest and picks up a helmet for himself, Reed introduces him to Lewis, informing her he's her new partner and telling her to show him the neighborhood. They shake hands as Lewis tells him she's glad to know him. Murphy gestures towards the direction Lewis just came from, suggesting the beatdown she just gave was pretty neat. <laughs> We see them walking up to their squad car. Lewis suggests she should drive until Murphy knows his way around. Uh, until Murphy knows his way around, but as she opens the door, he steps inside the driver's seat, telling her that he usually drives when he's that he usually drives when he's breaking in a new partner. She stares at him and pops the bubble gum she's been chewing before walking around to the passenger side. Murphy buckles his seatbelt. With the man on the left, with the beat down on the right hand panel. Yeah, that's all I got. With the man on the left, with the beat up that suspect. I actually like I like the rhythm of the switch. Yeah, but I feel like the right hand is like a combination of, you know, like long and short sentences. I think it's the right hand that's the guy. Okay. All right. Do we uh, did we do We're the Garfield yet? Yeah. We did. Well, we did. That was Tuesday. Thank and you and good now, night. Thank you and good night. This podcast was brought to you by the Pitch Drop Podcast Network. Like what you just heard? Support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop. And while you're at it, check out pitchdrop.net for more of this and other shows. <laughs>